Hi, ladies. Welcome to the Virtue Podcast. My name is Courtney, and I feel so blessed to be sharing with you this week as we enter into 2024. I hope that you all had a Merry Christmas last week, celebrating the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ, and hopefully getting some much-needed rest after the hustle and bustle of the holidays. I know I'm not alone in thinking how fast this past year went by. It's true what they say that as you get older, life seems to pass by so much more quickly. But as fast as they come as we get older, there's something so exciting about a new year. I love that feeling of opening a new calendar or planner to the first page and having an empty book of crisp blank pages in front of me. I love cleaning out my house or office the week after Christmas and purging before I go into a new year. And I love New Year's resolutions, as cheesy as they can be. I think there's something so special about reflecting on the past year and the things we want to see change in moving forward. But I will be the first to admit it's rare that my planners, spotless clean home, or New Year's resolutions make it past the first few weeks of January. And I don't think I'm alone in that, as reports say that the failure rate for New Year's resolutions is said to be at an estimated 80%, with most people losing their resolve and motivation just weeks later in mid-February. We start out with such great intentions, whether it's eating better, getting outside and exercising more, or being more intentional about reading our Bibles. But as we get caught up with the busyness of life, it's so much easier to slip back into our old habits. All of these resolutions of doing more or choosing better are all well-intentioned, but many times we lack the discipline of following them through, and even more so the knowledge and foresight of what the year will bring. Elizabeth Elliott said, New Year's Day is a good time to fix one's eyes on the only one who knows what the year is to hold. I know for myself, a large reason behind making these resolutions is trying to plan and prepare, yes, but it's also to even force the year to go how I want it to. But the reality is we don't know what the year will bring, and we have no control over what the future holds, but we can fix our eyes on the one who does. Proverbs 16.9 is a great reminder that the heart of man plans his ways, but the Lord establishes his steps. We cannot get better on our own. We need Christ to help us press forward. When I was in Bible college, there was this coffee shop off campus called The Press that I love to go to to sit at and do homework, read, or just sit and enjoy some quiet away from campus. But my roommate worked there as well, and she would give me free coffee, which is basically the love language of any broke college student. On one wall of that coffee shop, there was a bunch of books opened up and nailed to the wall in sort of an artsy, wall decor piece. I never really looked too closely at them, but later, when my husband and I were actually on one of our first dates there, he pointed out that the books had writing across them, which said, I press on to reach the end of the race. Immediately, we both recognized that it was the first half of Philippians 3.14. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. With each passing year, I hold this scripture and the ones that precede it closer to my heart. It's such a model for us of how we should live our lives as Christians, especially as we enter a new year where we desire to fix our eyes on Christ, and I want to encourage you with it today. Philippians chapter 3, verses 12 through 14. This is the New Living Translation. It says, I don't mean to say that I have already achieved these things or that I have already reached perfection. But I press on to possess the perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. Something I specifically love about this passage is Paul's idea of forgetting the past, referring to not looking back at past relationships, temptations, failures, memories, or anything that might distract us from a single-minded focus on the upward call of Christ. We, like Paul, want to dismiss these things from our mind and not dwell on them, focusing rather on the prize ahead. You know, we just finished celebrating Advent, which is a season marked by memory of Christ's first arrival, which is Christmas, and anticipation for his second. 
As believers, we live in between these two marks of time. But I've also heard it said that we live in between two gardens, the Garden of Eden, where creation began, and the Garden of Paradise, where we will spend eternity with Christ. That is our heavenly prize that we are pressing on towards. You know, people often compare the Christian life to a marathon race, and I've never run a marathon or honestly anything close to that. But one of my goals for 2024 is to run a half marathon. So over the past few months, I've been slowly training, and let me tell you, it's a very accurate comparison. The most common piece of advice you hear when learning to run is not just start too fast. You want to pace yourself and start slow, because otherwise you'll burn out too quickly. It goes against everything our body instinctively wants to do, which is to start running fast. But starting slow and pacing ourselves leads to a much smoother run with far more longevity versus starting fast and running out of steam two miles in. Now, normally, my husband runs with me, and every time he's like a record on repeat, reminding me to slow down and check my breathing. Slow down, check my breathing. Well, a few weeks back, I had a day off and decided I would try going for a run on my own. Well, surprise, surprise, one mile in, I had to pause from a cramp because I started too fast, couldn't control my breathing, and ran out of steam. But as a runner, you also don't want to dwell on your mistakes. So even though everything in me wanted to stop and just be done, I rather slowed down and repaced myself. I fixed my eyes on the end goal and used that to motivate me forward. I'm sure you've heard the story, but years ago on New Year's Day during the Rose Parade in 1939, this beautiful float suddenly stopped in the middle of the parade. Unfortunately, it had run out of gas. The entire parade was paused until someone could find a gas can and get this beautiful, giant, flower-covered float moving again. The ironic thing was that this float represented the Standard Oil Company, a company wildly known for its production of fuel, something vital to keep vehicles, much like a parade float, moving forward. And just like a float or vehicle needs gas to move forward, and a runner needs to pace themselves to go the distance and reach the finish line, us as Christians need the power of Christ to move forward and faith in the promise of Christ to look forward to. On our own, we don't have the sufficient fuel to move us forward, but with the power of the Holy Spirit, we have the ability to press forward. In that letter to the Philippians, Paul reminds us that those two things go hand in hand, forgetting the past and looking forward. Years ago, when I was in junior high, the pastor shared a message that I still think of often to this day. He talked about how when you're learning to drive, the most important thing to do is to keep your eyes on the road in front of you in order to see where you're going, look out for obstacles, and generally just be a safe driver. Now, what would happen if you tried to drive a car from point A to point B, but spent the whole drive looking in the rearview mirror? You probably wouldn't get very far, right? He reminds us that the same is so true in life. We cannot possibly move forward while looking behind us. There's a reason that the windshield takes up the whole front of the car and the rear view is so little. It is important to look back in memory, to learn from our mistakes, and to see how far we've come. But we never want to replace the possibilities for our future with the so-called glory of the past. We've all heard someone share a testimony where their life before Christ seems far more glamorous than their life after. I think a lot of people, especially us as women, can have a habit of romanticizing things of the past. And it makes sense. Hindsight is twenty twenty, but with time, our memory can become foggy and we can forget the hardships that were our reality. This is why it's so important to look forward instead of backwards. In Numbers chapter 11, the Israelites look longingly back to Egypt, forgetting that their Almighty God had delivered them from that very place. We need to forget the things of our past and press forward with endurance. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith, like Hebrews 12 reminds us. Jesus, the mighty king who humbled himself to us so that he might be able to sympathize with us. Who better understands that idea of pushing forward with endurance when he knew what he would eventually suffer? But he did it because he understood the gravity of the call, the weight in which he carried. Jesus understood the heavenly prize that awaited. Better is a day in his courts than a thousand elsewhere, Psalm 8410 tells us. The center of our lives should be always Jesus and only Jesus. 
So as we watch this year come to a close and we await the year to come, maybe you're sitting and writing out some resolutions for yourself. Maybe you've signed up for a gym or bought a new devotional or a one-year Bible, as I know I've done as well. But as we press on ahead into this new year, doing, as Paul says, forgetting the things of the past and looking ahead, maybe take a moment and reflect. What do you want to guide you forward this year? I know for myself, I want it to be the Word of God guiding me forward, like Psalm 119 verse 105 tells us, as a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. As I consider the call of Christ, I want to be disciplined in making the Word of God my priority every single day, so that when those tough things do come, I can press forward with endurance, knowing that He understands and is there alongside me, knowing that He endured the cross for me, and that if I press forward to be with Him, I'll be with Him one day in paradise. In a world as hectic and as crazy as the one we live in, it's a discipline to know Jesus and make Him our priority every single day, and even more so when we're living life alongside other people. We will always have testing and trials, and our hearts need to be set on a firm foundation so that we don't get knocked down. Maybe for you it's as simple as committing to going to church every Sunday or reading a Bible scripture daily. Or maybe it's making the commitment of getting into a small group and studying the Bible alongside other women. I'm telling you that there is no other accountability like a small group of women who are going to push you forward. There is also no other place where you'll find the same encouragement and fervency in prayer. Here at Harvest, we have women's groups that meet on campus, in homes, and online nearly every day of the week. Maybe a resolution for you is taking that step to get plugged in. Maybe it's serving. So many people come to church week in and week out without ever getting involved in serving, and there's something so sweet about being a part of church in that way. Whether it's ushering, serving in the bookstore, or the cafe, or in the children's ministry, or even with our abilities team, there's a spot that needs your specific gifts and talents. Press forward in your walk with the Lord, look to fill a need, and if you start to lose steam, slow down, abide in the comfort of Christ. It's been said, let us make one resolution this year to anchor ourselves to God's grace. I know that while a new year may be exciting for some, it can also feel daunting for others. Maybe you have baggage you don't want to carry into 2024, or maybe you have memories that you do want to carry with you. Let the grace of God draw you close in that. Press forward. As I close today, I want to share a Spurgeon quote with you that's a beautiful prayer for the new year. It says, I wish, my brothers and sisters, that during this year you may live nearer to Christ that you have ever done before. Depending upon it, it is when we think much of Christ that we think little of ourselves, little of our troubles, and little of the doubts and fears that surround us. So as we enter this new year, I pray that this would be true for you, that you would depend on Christ, that you would draw near to Him and His Word, and that you would be spurred on to press forward with endurance in the calling He has set before you. We can't wait to see what 2024 holds. Happy New Year from us here at Virtue.